He's the perpetual miracle all the time who is giving us the things that we need, satisfying us in life. You're not going to be satisfied in life apart from Christ. It's just like the bread, in, you know, the bread analogy for you physically. God's presence is going to be your sustaining force in your life, you know, right. the presence of his Holy Spirit. And you get that by coming into relationship with Jesus Christ, the bread of life. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn, along with me is Mark Hosteller, and we are cranking out today's podcast on a verse, actually, in John 6.35, and it says this, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And you think about the satisfaction that Christ does bring uh, to life in doing, I had to do a funeral, and one of the things they told me about the mom, there's a woman, she was 91 years old, and uh, she passed away, and they said that she used to make homemade the bread mm. so homemade yeah. bread all the time and my wife's favorite by the way i mean you get her around homemade bread Ooh, she just loves it you know Does she makes she it can't too? get enough she was for a while and something happened some something happened in the way she made it that she she needs something now and we haven't gotten it for her yet but right. i want to get it for her uh because man she just loves it you know right. uh get to a restaurant and they bring out rolls to begin with or whatever man it's it's our favorite part of the whole dinner you know yeah at times and, i mean yeah. it can be really really good i know yeah. when we go to the west side market they have a place called mediterra mm -hmm. bakehouse and their bread is so good and we'll get like uh, pecan raisin or pecan cranberry whatever it is and then they'll have uh, jalapeno and cheese they'll yeah. have uh, all mm -hmm. kinds of like really interesting artisan type breads that we'll take home. You cut it up, and it's so dense. You know, you oh, eat you it with dip soup it in olive and, oil, and yeah. you know your your spices and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I just love bread. You know, right? And I can see why Jesus brings up bread, right? You know, because it does. It people love bread. They do. Yeah. And by the way, I'm just noting on my Bible here. It says John six six six. So six. <laughs> I'm like, the things you see while you're doing a podcast. What you're witnessing right know, now exactly. is a squirrel moment. <laughs> on, page, on page 999, so there's 666. And if you turn to 999 upside down, that's 666 yeah, you know, too. It's, it's on crazy. the same page. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But, you know, you look about Jesus Christ and the importance that he plays in our lives to say that he's the bread of life. And you think about the, the importance of bread in everyday living. And one of the things we've just been talking about is the desirability of it. And yeah. what happened in the story actually is Jesus Christ fed thousands of people with five loaves, two fish. So he went away to pray, I believe it was. And then he joined, rejoins his disciples who were already on the sea and he's walking on the water, both extremely famous stories. Feeding thousands mm -hmm. with five loaves and two fish and walking on the water, both extremely famous. So the people found out he wasn't there like when they came looking for him the next day and they chase him down in their boats. They find out where he is. And he pointed out to them, he said, the reason that you're following me is the guy gave you bread. Then they said they wanted a sign from him. Well, what sign do you want? They want manna which is bread from heaven. That's right. So, so they, these people are looking for literal food. And he said, you guys are working. Like you paddled here. You work to get here for bread. 
he said, you need to be working toward eternal life. You need yeah. to be putting your mind, stop thinking about just temporal things and start thinking about eternal That's things. That's right. Because that was one of the challenges in the passage. Yeah, because what I see here is provision, the provisional right. God. You know what I'm saying? He provides for us. So he uses a physical to, to give an allegory for the spiritual. spiritual he right. is the only one that's going to give you sustaining satisfaction. It's only found in the bread of life, which is Jesus Christ. Right. Um, so we all get hungry all the time, right? I mean, it's if, over and over. You're getting hungry throughout the day. Stay there spiritually, and you will be blessed. That's what it says right. in the Sermon on the Mount, right? right? Matthew 5. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for... They shall be, be filled, filled, right? He said, don't work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, wow. which the Son of Man will give you, for on him God has, the Father has placed his approval. And then they asked him, what must we do? And he said, the work of God is to believe in the one that he has sent. And so one of the things that is pointed out is part of this bread that Jesus Christ, the satisfaction in life that Jesus Christ offers is something, A, that he only offers, and we accept it through faith. Yeah. So when you think about your relationship with Christ, I mean, one of the things that's really key is there needs to be that desirability part. In other words, what part of you, Mark, what mm -hmm. part of you who are listening, what part of Bill McMinn really is seeking Christ, is really seeking things that are beyond this life? Because what I see a lot in... I see it in social media a lot. Um, I'm not saying that I don't see it in myself at times too. There's a running to, there's a running after, there's a, a constant chase. So as a photographer, you know, maybe you're chasing the perfect picture or you like to be outdoors, the perfect hike, uh, the perfect fish if you're a fishing or fisherman. And there's a lot of things that we desire to do in this life, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. we, if you're driven like me, I mean, you really understand when you have a goal in your head to do, you're just driven to do it. That's right. You just, you want to do it. Like I go to uh, Watermere uh, with the church. And so I had Jazzy with me and I said, well, we're going to ride 10 slides. We're going to get at least 10 in. Not her goal, it's my goal. Mm -hmm. And we did it. I said, we'll take a break. And when we get our 10 slides and then we'll go to the heated pool, which we had done earlier too, but then we'll go to the heat because it's a little chilly because it was windy and it was in the low seventies. Yeah. So, but it wasn't windy. It was a little breezy. So I said, then we'll go see it, sit in the heated pool. So that's, and we got Jerry and, and Mick to come with us. And we did that. Yeah, we, we hit it. You know why? Mm. Cause I'm just driven and I, I understand drive. Like I understand what it is to aspire, to reach, to yes. constantly be working towards something I just feel that at some point, maybe we're not allowing Christ to fill some of that. Mm. Maybe some things we're not, times yeah. we're not more still because we're not at peace. You know, we're not maybe at rest in him. I don't know if that makes sense. Or, yeah, or to realize does. that yeah. he's brought everything to the table that you need. There's nothing wrong with, I mean, going for a bike ride and doing fun stuff. I'm not saying that, but... There's also a satisfaction that comes only in Christ. That's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. I mean, the psalmist in Psalm 42, he says, as a deer longs 
pants, longs, that striving you're talking about, that that kind of, I want connection. And he says, as a deer longs for streams of water, so I long for yeah. you, O God. Right. I thirst for God, for the living God. I say, when will I be able to go and appear in God's presence? Now, the last part of that verse makes me think of another thing that was set up in the temple, the bread of presence, right? So we're talking about the bread of life. There's a bread of presence, you know, and I think all of us want that sustaining presence of God in our life. I mean, when you know that God is with you, there's nothing more comforting. Man. Right. He's for you. He's not against you. He's with you, you know, and that's going to sustain you through through trials, through tribulations, through rejoicing. It's going to be your sustaining force, just like the bread in, you know, the bread analogy for you physically. God's presence is going to be your sustaining force in your life, you know, right. the presence of his Holy Spirit. And you get that by coming into relationship with Jesus Christ, the bread of life. Right. You know? No, I, I agree with that. I think it's, it's absolutely indispensable. It's, you know, there was the days when uh, my grandma would always make certain things, and I think everyone's probably grandma makes certain things, mm -hmm. and only grandma makes, and uh, it was tomato gravy for me, but I'd always want to see her to get that because I knew she had it. And there was nowhere else to go. And, and when Christ is saying he's the bread of life, really he's saying, listen, guys, you're, you're, you're talking about manna here. You're, you're coming to me because I took five loaves to fish and fed you all. There's something more important here. Christ wasn't only about feeding people. He wasn't only about physical needs and making you happy physically. Right. Because he knew that underneath all those physical needs is a spiritual thirst. There is something going on within humanity. A God-shaped hole, right? That's, yes, yeah. mm -hmm. that only Christ can satisfy. So he went on to say, you know, told them why they were looking for him. And he said, they asked him what sign, and he talked about manna. And he said, very truly, I tell you, it's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven. It is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said, well, give us this bread. And Jesus said, I am the bread. Mm. I am the bread of life. Yeah. And you'll never go hungry. In other words, there's something that's satisfying in Christ. And again, the challenge as a believer is, have I really found my sustenance in Christ? Do I really rely on Christ? Or am I just living life? Am I going through everything that I've got to go through and all the steps that I have to go through of just living? I mean, it could be mowing the lawn. It could be working out. It could be, for me, kayaking. It could be uh, spending time with your family. It could be going to a ball game. You know, whatever it is you're doing, and we fill our time and we fill our lives with these things. But what about Christ? Where's Christ fitting in? Like, where's Christ the person we're really thinking about and he's really making that key. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that, I absolutely that, do, that key man. difference in your life. Yeah. I mean, is he, is he a tangible reality in your life? I mean, is your yeah. life, like you said uh, a couple of days ago, you said uh, you're really getting intrigued by that verse that says, examine yourself yes. exam to test, to see if you are in the faith. Right. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus, he responds to these guys by saying, uh, listen, the deed that God requires of you is to believe in the one who he sent, which right. is 
him, which right. is Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Absolutely. Believe in me, he's saying. And if you believe in me and you have that constant faith, that constant reliance upon me, you're going to be sustained right. in your life. You're right. going to have that that feeling of completeness and, and that God-shaped hole that every one of us has. I forget who it was that actually quoted, or I'm quoting from there. It might have been Tozer or it might have been C.S. Lewis. But we all have this vacuum within us that can only be met by God himself. Right. You know, we have needs for acceptance and security and purpose and identity. Right. You know, those four things. Those are the four things that we are seeking to be filled in right. every area of our lives. You know, well, God is the one that will perfectly fulfill all those needs for your acceptance, your security, your identity, and your purpose. They're all met in Jesus Christ and what he's done for you. Right. That's who you are. You're valuable to him. Okay. You want to, you want to be, you want to feel sustained in your life. You want to feel that purpose. You know, you got to come to him and you got to stay reliant upon him in your life. I think it comes down to, to what your search is. And the verse, by the way, we're reading in second Corinthians 13, five, examine yourselves to see whether or not you are in the faith, test yourselves. Do you not realize Christ is in you? Unless of course you fail the test. Mm-hmm. So you, you look at that and say, but Christ is in you, and then you wonder, well, do I live like Christ is in me? Do I respond to things yeah. like Christ is in me? Or do I make other things the only things that will bring me satisfaction? Like some peers, let's say if a person's single, maybe they think that the only way to find true satisfaction if, if they were if they had somebody or if they mm-hmm. were married or, or the only way you can find satisfaction if you get a certain job or you make a certain amount of money, those are the only ways you're ever going to find satisfaction where – you look at Paul when he said that he could be content in That's Philippians it. 4, yeah. and he says it in verse 13, he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. I I could be content because I have God's strength. I could be content be, because of Christ, and I don't have to always be striving. Someday, sometimes I can just rest, just be, just, just be. The children of Israel right. forgot that too, by the way. This is they they started complaining at the miracle of manna falling from heaven every day except for the Sabbath, which by the way, the day before God supplied twice as much so mm-hmm. they wouldn't have to, you know. Incredible miracle. Guess what they do? They start striving and seeking after meat and complaining. And then God sends them meat and they get sicker and dogs, you know. But they were not satisfied with God's provisional measures. I think some people come to Christ and they're not satisfied in Christ. Right. There's still a deficiency in their in their character and their in their they're not fully engaged in Christianity, in their faith. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I think that maybe maybe mm-hmm. uh, some of that comes from what we seek. In other words, if we're always striving for something either that we don't have or can't have, and that's the only thing that's going to bring us any contentment or peace, exactly. then I think that we're looking the wrong direction. Now, one thing that I, we have to say, without manna, the children of Israel would have never survived 40 years in the wilderness. They couldn't have done it. No doubt. When yep. Jesus Christ said he's that bread of life that sustains, the importance that you need to take from that is you must have christ you can i see people seeking in alcohol they seek Mm -hmm. it in acceptance they seek it in being cool they seek it in success okay you're going to chase after all these things 
but there's not peace there. Then I'll run into other people, and some of these people I know so little, I don't even know if they're Christians or not, but it's like they're so content not to, they don't have to say anything to anyone. They don't have to show anything to anyone. They don't have to take one picture. Like my wife's that way. She could never see anything on Facebook and be happy as a clam, you know what I'm saying? And never look at anything, never share anything, never, she likes taking pictures of us on her phone. So she has it, but I don't think there's one more thing that that woman needs for, you know, contentment where some of the others of us are a little more social. Mm -hmm. But even with that said, where does Christ fit into that? That's the search right there. You know, where, where is Christ, you know, examine yourself to make sure that you have the faith and that you're in the faith. And do you not know that Christ lives in you? That, that's a good question for me. That's a good question for all. Do you not know that Christ lives in you? Do yeah. you not know that you have everything you need? Do you not know that he says, Eat, take from me and you will not hunger again? Yeah. Do, that he came to bring us life and life to the full? Do it's, we not know? It's the truth. Do we not know, right? Absolutely. I mean, Ephesians 1, 3 says, every spiritual blessing is ours in Christ Jesus. Right. I think the problem is, Bill, we, we get into this mindset that says, well, I need Jesus and fill in the blank. You know, no, you don't need Jesus and something. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my relationship with my wife. I wouldn't trade that for the world. You know what I'm saying? But I don't need her like I need Jesus. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't need um, fill in the blank, whatever it is, money. I don't need a certain amount of money in the bank account. I need Jesus. Jesus is going to sustain me through my life, you know, and not only this life, forever he's the bread of life he who comes to me will never hunger again right what a profound statement you know right and yet i think that god does let's put it this way in your wife bring a certain amount of satisfaction that life wouldn't be the same without her. i mean my life would not be the same you know if i didn't have jerry in it and i believe that as part of living in the way that god has made the world that God made the world that we appreciate love, we appreciate intimacy, Absolutely. we appreciate yeah. the help, we appreciate companionship, mm-hmm. we appreciate those things. Uh, I appreciate exercise. I appreciate getting out and seeing things. And I believe that God has wired me to do certain things and to be mm-hmm. a certain way. And even like you mm-hmm. said earlier, squirrel brain, you know, even from that perspective, you know, I think I'm just wired. You pick up way, things that I'll never pick yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, just, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just wired the way I'm wired. Mm-hmm. And I believe I should enjoy the world. I believe that I should share the world with others, you know, that I should get out there and showcase God's beauty and get out there and show you what's out there in case you haven't seen it and inspire you. I think people should be out of their houses. I think that we should be walking and experiencing Mm -hmm. nature and not just living in some little bubble isolated all the time. Like, I I don't believe that's how God made us to live. But God also, see, I guess it's the balance, Mark. God, God also didn't make us to live without them like god didn't make us live hey just go to work and think about work all day and come home and play with the kids play with the grandkids play with the dog go do your thing uh go out and get ice cream and all that's without them mm-hmm. that one of the problems i see i think that we're chasing so many things that sometimes we lose touch with the spiritual things yeah. just like they did i mean they had a tough time understanding what christ was saying in this past time. I mean, they really did oh, yeah. they're like what what are you saying again and and he would just, you know, he told him, you guys got to stop grumbling about yourself. And he was talking about how everyone's going to come to him. He said, very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. That's right. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here's the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not 
die. I am living bread. They came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Wow. This bread is my flesh. So I will give for the life of the world. And he's talking about dying. He, think about that need right there. I am that. I'm living bread. You think, you think of living bread as something that's perpetual, like it's spiritually speaking, the perpetual miracle of feeding the thousands with five loaves and two fish. He's the perpetual miracle all the time who is giving us the things that we need, satisfying us in life. You're not going to be satisfied in life apart from Christ. And Christ was, by the way, one who loved people. Christ was one who served. Christ was a person of faith. Christ was a person of prayer. He worked hard. You, you look at the basics of Christ and following Christ's example. I mean, here's some satisfaction in life. Get out there and work hard. Yeah. Help other people. Love people, right? Because he served and he loved and all those things. He prayed. He had that strong faith. These are all ways that we're going to have find more satisfaction in life. But my goodness, Mark, you can't bypass it. Like you can't ignore spiritual things in your life. You can't. No, no you can't. I mean, I think Peter summed it up really well when he told Jesus, hey, listen, where else am I going to go? You're the only one that has the word of life in you. You know right. what I'm saying? You're the only one. You know, I can't go anywhere else. He recognized that he is the Messiah. He can't go anywhere else for what Jesus is providing him. You right. know, I think we all have to come to that place. And I tell you what, from experience, I didn't even know my need until I until the need was met. Right. I didn't even really fully get my my need for a sustaining uh, the, the Holy Spirit in my life until it was there. Right. Until he was actually working in my life. Then I really get it. You know, it's like, my goodness, what did I ever do without this? You yeah, know? which is an advantage because when you came to Christ, I mean, you came from afar mm -hmm. to Christ. I put my faith in Christ when I was five. It's hard for me to remember a time when there was anything yeah. other than. So it's yeah. tough to know like any difference. Like some people, I admire it in some ways because they, well, yeah, I mean, they were out blah, 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 and they, they come to Christ and yeah. they can, you know, for me, I've been there for so long and I think it's challenging for me because, yeah, I got to think about that. Yeah, because some, of us, some of us grew up, some of us grew up in homes where you, you never, ever had to fight for food. Right. Never. It was always there in front of you. That's a blessing. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Praise God for that. But I'll tell you what, a homeless person, when they get a food, when they get a hot meal, they're going to appreciate that in, in a different light. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not, I wouldn't say so much more because we all appreciate that full plate. Or in front some of us. the third world countries but that don't have much to eat. That's right. They're going to see that food in a whole different light. Right. You know what I mean? And I think we need to see Jesus in that light all the time. This is my source. I long for him. Right. I hunger for him. And, it, and he will fill right. us. It's the fact of the matter is, he said, I am the bread of life. Yeah. That means something. We like bread. We need to come to Jesus Christ. It's comforting. We love it. There's something beautiful about bread. He's like, I'm that bread. Amen. I'm that bread that you have to come to. And just like we feed all the time, just like we, we've got to come to Christ all the time. And that's a challenge for me to be thinking about Christ in that day-to-day. -day. Instead of like taking off and doing things on your own mm -hmm. or taking off and, you know, with your own ideas, where's Christ? Where's Christ seen in me? How am I being Christ to somebody right now? Where am I? And, you know, and even last night, I remember thinking, I forget what the situation was, but would Jesus want me doing that? Because if Christ lives in you, that, that's what it says here. Examine yourselves in 2 Corinthians 13, 5 yeah. to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? And I was really thinking about that last night. Would Christ say wow. that? Wow. Would Christ look at that? Would Christ act this way? 
would crazy, right? Food for thought. It's man. food for thought. Yeah, I'm just saying it. that every Christian needs to, every once in a while, knock themselves a little off center, rethink things, and like Paul said, examine yourselves to see whether you are in a faith. I think it's a profound verse. Yep. Jesus Christ, the bread of life. I've been thinking about that ever since I talked to that family whose mom made bread, and I was thinking about Jesus Christ being the bread of life, and I'm like, well, how's the Christ of bread in my life? Yeah. You know, How's Christ sustaining yeah. me? How is Christ satisfying my needs? So good. Am I running, chasing, and maybe in ways I don't have to really? Because I don't need anything else. What else do I really need? I already have Christ, so I don't really need anything else, right? That's so, so I mean, it's yeah. tough to think about. That's all. Just think. We're just all I'm doing today is just kind of priming the pump, sending you direct. Be reading your Bible. Be praying about these things. Be seeking Christ because He said, "Don't you know, Christ is in you." Mm-hmm. You all have a great and blessed week.